0: Welcome to the Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess. And I'm Kat. And today we're going to be discussing Whiteout by Adriana Anders. Um, Our first ever and maybe possibly our last romantic suspense. Um, This one was weird. Yeah. It made me have weird feelings about a lot of things. Not good. Not good. Not good. Weird. No. We've had good weird, Just weird weird. <laughs> just, weird just weird weird. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, we'd like to remind you that in the show notes below, you're going to find all of our social media, because I still haven't made a script, so I still don't remember what it is. That's fine. Um, we also have a Goodreads. Don't forget that. That link is down there as well. I make sure that um, we're more consistent with the Goodreads than we were with the blog, so you can find all the books we've read and rated on that. Um, and also, we are working on Patreon ideas. Uh, if you you have an idea that you want us to put into action, let us know. Our email is also in the show notes so uh, shout that out. We're kind of excited about it. We had some great ideas last night at Garage Night. Spread- I'm super
1: stoked. I cannot wait for for our
0: clean tea just like to come, come together, to come to fruition. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, so
1: it's gonna be so terrible.
0: Shout out to uh, our friend Alex for putting that seed into our heads and making that a thing on our spreadsheet. Can we insert? Can we shout out their podcast? <gasps> yeah, because
1: we—I don't think we've ever done that for them, but they do a movie review podcast called Insert Beer Here. Yep. And they essentially get real drunk
0: and watch some movies, and you hear their real-time reactions, so you can watch along with them with commentary. It's like commentary without the actual actors or anyone associated with the movies making the commentary. It's actually and pretty funny. Yeah, and, and drunk. So, you know. Oh, could you imagine if we did our podcast drunk?
1: Um... Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm not
1: opposed to it. I recently
0: found a real good wine, so. Oh, fantastic. Maybe next time. It's a red Moscato, guess. <gasps> yeah, who fucking knew? I don't like red wine,
1: but I like Moscato. You'll like this one. It's so good. We're going to have to
0: try that. Yes. Not right now, because no. we're going to go over Whiteout. I could not do Whiteout if we were drunk. Um, So, let's get into <laughs> this book. Cat is going to start us off by reading the synopsis on the back, and we'd like to apologize because it Leaves a lot to be desired, I think. It's,
1: yeah, we're going to discuss that more after I read it. It's weird. So, okay, here we go. With a storm coming and a killer on the loose, every step could be their last. Angel Smith is finally ready to leave Antarctica for a second chance at life. But Mm -hmm. on what's meant to be her last day, the remote research station she's been calling home is attacked. Hunted and scared, she, an irritatingly gorgeous glaciologist, glaciologist? Glaciologist, Ford Cooper, barely make it out with their lives, only to realize that in a place this remote, there's nowhere left to run. Isolated with no power, no way to contact the outside world, and a madman on their heels, Angel and Ford, must trust each other to survive in the most inhospitable and beautiful place on Earth. But what starts as a partnership born of necessity quickly turns into an urgent connection that burns bright and hot. They both know there's little chance of making it out alive, and yet they're determined to weather the coming storm, no matter the cost. Okay. I don't... Okay. (laughs) I want to say I don't know where to start this, but that's not true. There's just so much in this
0: blurb that hurts my brain. So, let's... Let's go with, like, why. Let's give a synopsis of what actually happened in the book. Okay. Let's start with that. So, this synopsis leaves a lot to be desired, because... This starts out with Angel um, essentially seeing Ford in the weird Antarctica nightclub bar. I don't know what they call it. The little canteen area. Yeah. It's their and last like, night.
1: And like, we're leaving because this season's over. They yeah. switch out seasons. Yeah. So a
0: bunch of them are leaving. A few of them are staying. Whatever. Yep. And Angel can't understand why Ford just won't give her the time of day.
1: Or he doesn't talk to her. He doesn't really look at her, smile, ever. No. He's
0: he, he's like a grumpus. But we realize later on that Ford is, like, definitely on the spectrum.
1: Okay, this needs to stop being a common thing in books. Stop writing your characters somewhat on the spectrum and stop writing men that hate women because they're in love with them. Stop yes. doing it. This it's driving me
0: crazy. It's like three books in a row now. This is not middle school. This is not junior high. Let's If someone knock that pulls shit off. my hair right now, I will punch you in the face. If someone pulls my hair right now, I might thank them, to be completely honest. I haven't had a hug in a really long time. Just That's human so contact. <laughs> I'm, talking,
1: <laughs> I'm talking about if you want to tell me you like me, being a dick is not legit because I don't read people well as it is. No. So I'll be like, okay, bye.
0: Like, right? Yeah. So anyway. Um, okay. So they don't. They, she thinks that he hates her. Yes. And he can't, he doesn't, we don't get his perspective right off the bat. So it's the next morning. Everybody's getting ready to leave. Angel realizes she's only got a certain amount of time after breakfast. So Angel is essentially, she's the cook here. Yeah. Um, so she goes to pack all of her things and realizes, oh, shoot, I should go down into the cellar. I'm putting that in quotation marks. It's, it's like a ice. weird hollowed out ice cave that they use for storage. It's an ice basement. that's the only thing I can think of it's an ice basement so she goes down there and while she's down there she's getting like supplies to take back up for the people who are wintering over that's what they call it winter over Um, and while she's down there she hears two people talking and then she hears someone get shot and killed
1: yeah there's like a whole lot of conversation going on and okay so the other thing is too this is the second person that
0: dies in the
1: first half of the book yes
0: because we do, we do get Ford's uh, perspective because he's missing that friend. But the very
1: beginning is actually one of the other researchers mm-hmm. like in the throes of his own death trying to write a message in his blood on the ice in the ice cave.
0: In the ice cave, yeah. In the it's like a separate
1: tunnel. But okay. So already we're starting with a lot of drama and like someone's been murdered and someone's been murdered again. Yep. And then they all try to leave but then they can't leave. Because there's like an evil dude, right? That's the madman well, on the back of the book.
0: Everybody leaves except for Ford and Angel. And I'm putting everybody leaves in quotations because they technically leave the base. We find out later that they go to a different base on Antarctica. Which is also confusing. So confusing. They're kidnapped. They're, ki- yeah, they're kidnapped. Yeah. Um, so Ford is out on the ice doing Ford ice. Things he's um the ice drill thing is so weird. He, yeah he drills up the ice and for science reasons I don't fully he wants understand ice course yeah
1: to study. So from my understanding, it's like an like an archaeological thing where they're yeah. going to study what they find within the ice. Yeah. because it's been frozen for like thousands of years, yeah. which makes sense. It makes it makes because there'd be like. Things that you thought were extinct, or things you've never seen—bacteria, well, before. Like
0: bacteria, um, little bugs—in this case, a virus, in which is not
1: mentioned in the
0: blurb, not at all. Um, so Ford is out doing Ford things. Angel is still in the ice basement. She's hiding. She, she's hiding. She gets found out. She's running them up, trying okay, to save herself. I would have
1: already been dead at this point. This my version of this. If I was the heroine.
0: Would already be over. This would be 20 pages long if I were the person that were in this situation.
1: I would be dead.
0: It's just done. I'm A, not running. B, it's cold. Just, I'm done. Don't So this all it.
1: just, like, culminates in, they find each other. Ford and Angel. They find each other. The base and,
0: has been exploded.
1: Yeah, and they have to decide, like, well, our best chance of survival is to go to
0: this other base on and the, ask for help. On the other side of...
1: And was not like something crazy like 300 miles?
0: There isn't like an exact number. They have a countdown. So they have a countdown of how far it's going to be and they have a countdown of how much food they have. Um, I first off, I want to say that I enjoy um, when a book is trying to set the tension like that and they do a countdown of something. Whether that is a countdown in the situation where they tell us how... Days,
1: supplies. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: um, I'm pulling it up I'm on day two. Hang on a moment. If you hear my pages rustling, that's what's happening. Um, You can keep going if you want to talk more about (laughs) what happens while I look for this. Um,
1: So anyways, they are escaping, but they're also being hunted. And they do end up making it to the other base, only to find out the other base is the base where the evil people are already. Yep. And it's kind of like everyone who's evil is on crack or something. And they're all losing it. And then, like, they get saved, and then, so, we're going to go into that in more detail anyways, but the point being, the blurb on the back of the book, so, first, just, Angel is going for a second chance at life. I wouldn't say this was a second chance. I would say her second chance was going to Antarctica, and the third chance would be whatever she's doing when she leaves.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she runs away from her life. So she had been married previously. She's widowed. She's widowed. Um, not in a good way because no. her ex, her crazy. he was disgusting and he cheated on her. She was uh, a trying to become a chef and he took her idea and made it famous and just, he was a really bad person. He like
1: spent all of their money. Yeah, they
0: had nothing. And um, then he like forces a car accident and he dies. And, and she she gets injured. injured. Um, so she's running away from that. But like what are you running away from? Like you I get you have no money. I she get wants that. a fresh start. I mean that makes sense, but to I like go it. to Antarctica?
1: I think maybe just because it was something that was so extremely different than what she was used to. I guess that makes it's sense. probably pressure in a different way
0: that would have been not what she had just experienced. Okay. But so I, I, that's the first thing. I found the by the way Oh, what is it? Okay. They have three hundred and two miles to Volkov station. Okay, so three hundred and from change. Okay. Yeah. 21 days of food. They say it's going to take about 21 to 23 days to get there. And just by foot. It just
1: cute. So the other thing on the back of the book here is that they don't mention at all that the reason a madman is on their heels is because the ice cores that Cooper has been drilling mm-hmm. actually contain a really old virus that this very rich woman who is mm-hmm. well connected with the US government, is trying to turn into a biological weapon by picking and choosing people that will die from it because they
0: are bad people. It's based based on her morals. She's trying to cleanse the earth because her daughter and her granddaughter were killed and injured. Um, The granddaughter was killed and her daughter was severely injured, like in a coma injured from a school shooter, which came out of left field. I was
1: very confused when it switched to Miss, or not Miss, Dr. Harper's perspective. Yeah. And she's, like, kind of evil. So she's got, like, these henchmen, which would be Samson and his cronies. Yep. Who are clearly on cocaine. And then she's paying this guy, Dr. Tenney, who's going to be the one to create the vaccine. And that's why they kidnapped the rest of the research crew from the station. Yeah. They're going to be unwilling participants. They're going to be like, unwilling get in Involuntary test subjects. Yes. So, okay. Just, there's no mention of on the back. And so you already think that someone evil is, like, chasing them, and you're like, man, that is that's a lot of, like, high-tension, high-pressure situation stuff to take in in this thriller suspense novel. And then they throw that in, and you're like, what? And there's, like, a whole government conspiracy, and then we have x special forces people in there it just gets it's so crazy in a
0: really weird way my brain first off we talked about this the last couple episodes so the last two episodes we recorded on the same day we're recording this episode and the following on the same day right we had discussed that this was a time period when i had been very sick um mm-hmm. I was reading White Out. I finished White Out. It took me like a month to get through because I was still recovering. It's also a very long book. There's like 50 something chapters. Well, not only that, but there's another book at the end. Don't do that. It's I like don't the care. intro to the next book, which sounds not fun. Well, and it's not even her book. It's a book by somebody else.
1: It is? I don't really see.
0: <laughs> we didn't understand. But, um. There's also, okay, I'm sorry, there's also a sex scene in the book that. Is the additional thing I just turned to it? Oh, I didn't read that because I didn't care enough at that point. Anyone's
1: reading this? Page four sixty-six is the end of a sex scene.
0: That's awkward.
1: What Between someone named Derek. And some chick.
0: That one is from the book On His Watch by Katie Rugel, If you're wondering, um, okay. Sorry, I got really distracted because <laughs> I saw the sex words, and I was like, "What? <laughs> the sex words? Yeah, that's like, how." So, like, moments. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this book just—it was very long, and it was very. There was a lot thrown in, and my recovering brain had a really hard time latching onto anything. And I was just <laughs> so like, this is not consistent. What is happening? It was really hard to follow. Um, so Kat mentioned biological warfare. We mentioned government conspiracies. Um, first off, do you have a favorite government conspiracy? Not like, not specifically. I don't research
1: a lot of conspiracies. I've had like in college classmates that were super into conspiracy theory. I have, you know, some coworkers that are really into it and stuff. Oh, those I just sources. I just don't understand where that even stems from. Like I do. It generally it's people on drugs.
0: <laughs> Fair. And
1: then like just not trusting the government, which um, is whatever. But my, I know you have a
0: favorite one. Yeah, my favorite one is uh, it's really big on like TikTok and like Vine. Uh, back when Vine was a thing. It is that Reagan killed all of the birds in 1986 and replaced them with spies. and the birds aren't real. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's the funniest and stupidest thing in the entire world. Um, we Guess had why? We have a billboard out and um, there's a lot of doves that sit up there. And there's a hawk that's preying on those doves. We've had to clean up several dead doves on the yeah. property. And um, every time my co-worker comes in, he's like, just had to clean another one. And I went, I don't know what you're talking about. Birds aren't real. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get that I'm joking. He genuinely thinks that I think birds aren't real. Oh, no. And it's pretty funny because he's that kind of a person. Oh, God. Um, government conspiracy, though. I mean, this leads into biological warfare. This mm-hmm. is... this. Is they have this virus and they're trying to cleanse the earth. Um, first and foremost, that was really weird to read after having a COVID scare.
1: Like a human created
0: pandemic situation. Yeah, 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 like I know this is not. This is not fake, guys, first and foremost. This was not China trying to kill us all. This is a virus. It is a thing. It was naturally created. It's just weird because there have been plenty of other,
1: you know, diseases that have come from all over Europe and Asia, mm-hmm. but for some reason, this is the one where they're trying to kill us. And I'm like, but like we all have, the other things, we have like an the answer: the virus yeah.
0: and SARS and well, and COVID is a relative of the SARS virus,
1: though. which is a big thing for you know, yeah, China. But also, they're the ones leading the vaccine thing right now because they're they're in their the final stages of their vaccine testing. Oh, thank God! Yeah, don't get Russia's vaccine. No, I don't no. think I would trust that. That's the here is going to kill us. It's them.
0: <laughs> here's here's a government conspiracy. The Russian vaccine, and they're going to place trackers in our bodies to make us explode at some point. Don't get that one.
1: I don't. I just. I get why people are so leery. Yeah. Of stuff like this. I do. Especially right now in our political climate, it's really, really weird. And yeah. you don't trust hardly anyone. So I get why that fear feeds people. But at the same time, like, okay, but here's the thing. If this is just the flu, why do you want to get it? I don't.
0: My – I don't want the flu to begin with. The flu sucks on We're its own. flu season's
1: coming, too. Oh, God, we've got flu season on top of I – mean, Let me just assume I'm not going to see students until next year because –
0: yeah. Flu on
1: top of COVID with people still not wearing masks and quarantining, and then people refusing to get flu shots because of whatever political thing. Like, I get a flu shot, and I never get sick. But people are like, the flu shot gives you the flu. I'm like, yeah, technically, it does. It's, it's the job that your body's supposed to do. Yeah.
0: I I will say I don't get the flu shot for myself, and it's not for stupid political reasons or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I'm A, genuinely afraid of needles and don't particularly like them, and B, every time I have ever gotten the flu shot, I end up in the hospital with a flu worse than I've ever had in my entire life.
1: Which is so
0: strange because most people don't. Yeah, most people don't. I Um, wonder if
1: you need the one that's the inhale
0: instead of the shot. That one I can't do because it gives me bloody noses. Why are you like this? I don't know. I blame it all on where I was raised.
1: (laughs) So anyways, our point is... This book, whether it planned to be so relevant or not, it is. It's very relevant. Um, but also not, because there's not like a single person behind the COVID thing that it's it's very different. But that's neither here nor there. The woman that's in charge of this whole virus thing about the ice cores, as I think Caps that's wrong. Ice cores, Mm -hmm. Catherine Harper. Like, she has a lot of money. She has a lot of time. She's crazy smart, but she's a little
0: off her rocker, too. Well, she's got that trauma. We go over this every single episode, I feel, where we discuss people's trauma and how they handle their trauma. I get, no one
1: handles it well. No
0: one handles it well. I feel like this is about to become an advice podcast where we talk about how to handle your trauma. And we relate that to characters in romance novels. We're not doing that, first off. We're not qualified. We no. Um, like, minimally qualified, maybe. Kat is a teacher, so she's got a little more qualifications than I do. I work in self-storage.
1: I'm a life coach. Does that count? And hey. a master.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Follow of my
1: online... <laughs>
0: Qualification. <laughs> <laughs> all of my online We can talk about that another time. But um, there was just a lot happening. And it's, I mean, Harper, she processes her trauma in a way that's like, we're going to kill all the bad people with a virus.
1: This is also another book. You could have cut
0: out any chunk that had to do with Catherine Harper,
1: and it wouldn't have mattered. It would have yeah. just made the book shorter. Because you didn't need to know she was behind the conspiracy. Nope. If you just knew that Samson was a henchman, and, and if it. he is
0: working for some government whatever, that could have been it. Well, especially since this book clearly ends on a cliffhanger to take us into another book. We have to discuss romance series,
1: if you will. I like when it's related, like, spinoffs for other people in the <laughs> book. I
0: like companions. Yeah. It's a companion novel to the first novel. This, this is not necessary. This is going to be a legitimate series, at least a duology. We could have waited to find out about Harper's whole thing at the, at, like in the second book.
1: It could have been the evil person sitting in the dark room with all the screens, losing their shit, like it is in movies. Oh, but instead...
0: Like an Inspector used... gadget type thing? Yeah. <laughs> or like, ha,
1: ha, nah, nah, ha, or whatever.
0: <laughs> the claw.
1: But like, instead we have this weird... In and out flash
0: of Catherine Harper's crazy, well, and controlling her side, her absolute descent too. Because we already catch her in the middle of her madness, and then she just continues on in that madness. And, and she's like demanding it.
1: favors, and she doesn't realize that she like her research facility has been infiltrated by the government. Yeah, so she's working with the government, but she's also being worked against by the government. It, it's <laughs> very, it's too much. It's too meta. My brain didn't like a lot of it. We could cut it out, and it wouldn't matter to the story is my main point. Yeah. It would not hurt it. it. It doesn't really further it for me. And that's something that I really struggle with with any book is the extraneous plot. Yeah. And that's what this is. I can literally extract mm-hmm. this, and it could be its own book. It could be its own prologue. Yeah. It could have been the prologue. They could have put ten pages of why Catherine Harper is a crazy lady. And
0: I would be like, oh, because the lady in the beginning. Well, and it could have been ten pages of why Catherine Harper is a crazy lady in because the beginning. Because you
1: don't find out why she's crazy until later.
0: Oh, like way far in. I do, and, like, her. she always talks about her daddy being... Mm, okay. More, I don't know. I want to talk about daddy issues. Catherine Harper's got all <laughs> of them. It's just a lot. And in just, not in a good way. It's just
1: unnecessary, and it wasn't in the blurb. So I, was, I, I read the blurb, and I was like,
0: that's not in there. And then I read the parts of and I'm like, but... Kat read the blurb twice why? when she got here, and then read it again on the podcast recording. I just don't
1: understand. I don't... Not to say that every character and every twist should be foreshadowed in your blurb. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying that because that seems to be a major point of contention within the plot, probably should have mentioned evil scientist Catherine Harper instead of just madman on their heels. Because, well, and
0: madman makes you think it's just Samson. When it's not and just, just Samson. he's just, like, killing
1: for, like, money or power. Yeah. Which so, is a normal thing in a book. Let's go into...
0: <sighs> first off, Cat has a gripe with a cover.
1: Oh, so that was my, my issue with the back cover. The issue with the front cover. I looked at this for a very long time and went... Why is that? look... who is the actor? I'm thinking it has to be an actor. No, it's just a mo- a model mm-hmm. who's supposed to be embodying Ford Cooper, who looks
0: nothing like him. He's not the description. No. He's also
1: too young looking for the description. Yes. I swear to you, it is Zac Efron. I want you to know. I've told you this. At, at least twice. At least twice. Because I was really annoyed that it... It looks like Zac Efron with a fluffy fur-collared coat that is
0: not a snow... Not weather-appropriate. Yeah, It's like a Carhartt just, jacket. Yeah. And then she looks like she's wearing a windbreaker. And, like, jeans. girl, you're gonna die.
1: Anyways, I just... I get why like, we were talking last night about how Hallmark movies choose the knockoff version of the actor that they <laughs> wanted, yes. and that's what I feel this book is doing. It's not Zac Efron. It's not Zephron.
0: They wanted Zephron, but they couldn't afford Zephron. First but, like, off,
1: can you make him look mostly like Zac Efron, but we don't have to pay for, you know...
0: We had mm-hmm. had the discussion about why Zephron looks so hot right now multiple times. Kat was very confused about her feelings. so mad. Why are you mad about it? I don't
1: know. I, I don't like that I think he's hot.
0: I don't. Okay.
1: And it has nothing to do with his height. I know everyone's like annoyed by that. I don't give a shit.
0: Because he's short? Yeah. He's still taller than me. He's still taller than you. Isn't he like 5'10 or eight or something? Something like that. He's short. He's short. For a male. Yeah. He's, he's not-, not the average male height.
1: Whatever I I don't know why it bugs me that I think he's hot.
0: You know what bugs me about Zach Ephron right now? Mm. And it's not even him himself. It's what people are saying about his body. He has a phenomenal body shape right now. And everyone was like, look at Zephron's dad bod. That is not dad bod. He's all muscle. He's stocky as shit.
1: Oh my god, this... Okay, so this reminds me... I read a thing about, um like Roman warriors, uh-huh. like gladiator, like fighters, yeah. and how they weren't ripped because they were so broad, Yeah, their muscles were just a wall of muscle, that's- not corded abs like we're used to seeing. Yeah. And so people always say that like, oh, sumo wrestlers and gladiators and like stuff, they're just fat.
0: They're not because they're actually just pure, muscles. pure muscle. And I think that's what's happening to Zephrad. Listen, it you just happened, he, he looks amazing right now, and anybody who wants to call that a dad bod can fuck off.
1: I think part of the reason I'm annoyed is because <laughs> we were saying in our group chat that he looks like a combination of men that we know. <laughs> and a combination of men is just like X's out. And I'm like, why? If um, they had a
0: baby, it would be Zephyr. I, that was the best group chat conversation we've ever awful. had with your sister. It's fantastic. But, um, okay, yeah,
1: so that's my grave. I, they could have put no people on this and put the snow-capped mountains, and I would have been okay with it. But now I'm distracted. That's going to be Zac Efron's face. And I feel like if they've ever made this into a movie and it's not Zach Efron, I'm going to be mad.
0: <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Adriana Anders, if you're listening, um, which I kinda hope you're not, cause I, that scares me when authors listen to it. <laughs> um, but, make it so that Zephron is, is for Cooper.
1: Like, I'm totally fine with that. If that's like the equivalency, I'm totally fine with it. But if it's someone random, like it, I swear to god, if it's Bradley Cooper,
0: fuck oh, Bradley Cooper.
1: I like him as an actor, but he's in so many weird things.
0: Okay, this is going to lead into our conversation about the movie situation we discussed last night about ages. These characters' ages, how fucking old are they?
1: Um, I can't tell. Partly because Ford, um, seems like an old grumpy.
0: Yep. He's just
1: grumpy all the time. And, like, for a lot of reasons, it seems. And then Angel, I think, is supposed to appear as this, like, young, bright-eyed, bubbly, almost college student type. But we know she's been married and widowed
0: i feel like she is late 20s and cooper is like 36. i'm pretty sure it says it in there but i cannot remember off the top of my head i can't either i was still delirious a little bit i
1: just i didn't feel that their descriptions and their ages as they were portrayed
0: made sense yeah no so i am okay with an age difference Mm -hmm. when it makes sense Mm -hmm. okay we had a discussion last night about Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence being in a billion movies together, and the way Hollywood likes to portray a younger actress with an older actor. Yeah. Um, it's happening again with Kevin Bacon and someone else.
1: Oh, God. Who is it? Is it Amanda because,
0: Seyfried? That made be who it is. I think it is. And it's this weird thing where Hollywood gets this old, crusty, white actor with a really young actress.
1: There's so many hot young dudes that are starting acting careers.
0: Oh, there's so many.
1: Like, why are you hiring them? I'm sorry, my generation is not impressed with Kevin Bacon and the Six Degrees. Can I have more Dev Patel, please?
0: Please. Apparently not. I just, I'm begging. Also, why are they all the older white dudes? Because those are the prominent ones. This leads us into, why is it always gotta be this grumpy old man who has a young woman who comes into his life and makes it better. That's what this book is. It's
1: very confusing
0: because with
1: other people, he's just kind of a little bit gruff. Yeah. But he's more like professional and gruff. Yeah. With her specifically, he's mean he's about a borderline it. Borderline asshole. Yeah. And I don't understand that. And I understand like knocking along with coworkers and like, oh, well, we just don't get along, we don't talk. But then it comes out later that he's like, I've always been drawn to you, and you've always been, like, so bright. He didn't show it. He was just a dick. But, like, why do you want to spend any amount of time that you have left with someone
0: treating them awfully? Yeah. No. I don't understand that. And
1: then he's like, but I've been in love with you, a lot. whatever. It does. It It was not. It
0: wasn't believable in any way, shape, or form. We had, from the beginning, we had her crushing on. Cooper. Right. Or, uh, Coop, or Cooper, was what, what, what they call him. They never call him Ford. Yeah. She doesn't call him Ford until later when she realizes she's in love with him. Which mm-hmm. is also... Oh, we gotta talk about but that. But then, and, yeah, that's a, oh, a different problem. Um, mm-hmm. But it's... It's, it's just, I, there was a lot happening. I keep saying there was a lot happening. The upside, though,
1: is that even though it started out in a way we did not like or appreciate, the chemistry that's written between them improves, like
0: monumentally yeah through the middle and ending of the book how much though okay so this is going to take us into the logistics of their survival they have about 21 to 23 days to get to Volkov Station
1: because that's all the food they
0: have that's all the food that they can carry because what they're going to do is they're going to take one of the snow tractor thingies as far as it'll go which is about 50 miles then they're going to abandon it because it's going to run out of gas and they can't go further. The rest of the way they're going to ski. Now this poses some problems because Angel's got a bad knee. Coop doesn't fully understand, like why won't she hurry up? And she's not going to complain about her bad knee. She refuses to let that be something that hinders them, but she still hinders their progression.
1: Also, he's supposed to be like, this big man and like he's used to this. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not someone who's ever been skiing no. or snowboarding. But just walking through difficult sand when you have a fucked up knee—it's not good. It's not. It's you not are good. slow, and yeah. you know you are slow,
0: and it's terrible. Well, and she knows she's slow, and she's trying to improve, but she's got a bad mood. She's certain they're going to die. He's just like we're going to make it, but he's one track minded in that. Mm-hmm. And the logistics of their survival just doesn't make any sense to me. Like they're in sub zero like temperatures. It's winter in Antarctica. The sun is about to completely disappear. It just, it all sounds terrible. And, I mean, there's that part where, um, they get to the, um, ice crevice field. Right. And she falls into one and is saved by the ski pole. First and foremost movie. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Very unrealistic.
0: Fuck off with all of that. It's not. That's happening.
1: like a 127 hours movie, yeah. which I've never
0: seen because it freaks me out. James Franco cutting his own arm off. Just yeah, yeah, that's a big no. I read the description of that and I oh, oh it made what me nauseous. Yeah, it made me nauseous. It's like,
1: go you, glad you're
0: alive. No, Ugh. congratulations, but, just, but it, I can't do that. So much drama with that. Oh, so much. Um, but. There's just
1: a a series of events that you would expect to be in a thriller or suspense movie that are translated into this novel. Yeah. And I understand their importance to the plot, and I understand the likelihood of those things happening, because whether we enjoy this book or not, there was clearly a lot of research that was put into it. Yeah. And that's something that we always like to applaud an author for, because when she's talking about glaciers and stuff— I'm not like, not stupid. That doesn't make sense. Okay,
0: so we know last year, we've discussed it on several episodes in the last year or so, I had an obsession of about the um, Mount Everest. Great. Okay. So we get to the part where it's the ice crevice fields, like it's a field of them that they're going to have to traverse through. My brain immediately went to, oh my god, people who are summiting the mountain, They have to go through an ice crevice field like this to get to the base of Mount Everest to go up. Nope. Do you know how they get these ice crevices, how they get over these things? A series of tied together ladders.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ladders.
0: Like extension ladders that they just lay across and tie multiple together. And not only that, but it's like a Sherpa that has to go out and do this. The ice crevices move. Yeah. So you could be, and you know you're... how
1: deep they are. Yeah, It'll... it's a surprise every time. It's insane.
0: It's insane. It's
1: just not a thing I ever want to try. I'm not a heights person. Mm-mm. I enjoy the cold to an extent, but this sounds like hell.
0: This sounds like the worst thing ever, and I don't ever want to experience it. We're desert people. We live in the desert. We don't. The
1: middle do between the me not wanting to be underwater
0: thing. The ocean is scary and fuck it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You actually said something earlier, right before we recorded, about what you felt like this book felt like. You said it was like a space book, (laughs) but on Antarctica. And it was right. It felt
1: right. Yeah. Replace anything that was ice with space or moon or space station. You're basically... In that, weird other the-
0: Jennifer Lawrence one, oh oh, the one with um, were they the only two? The one with the bad Chris,
1: yeah. The, were they the only two? And the Passenger, that's what it's called.
0: Yeah, I never watched it. But I that's essentially
1: what this reminds me of.
0: Okay, okay. I, I know these th- other ones, but that's the most recent one I can. Um, this is just you said Facebook and I'm still really angry about a dream I had about this last Facebook I just finished reading and how. I had a dream that Chris Evans and I went to space, and every time, like, we got into a meteor shower or some shit, like, danger was happening, and he just panicked, and he kept saying, this isn't real, it's a movie, and I had to push him out of the seat and pilot the ship right myself, because he just couldn't fucking do it, and now I can't trust Chris Evans in a crisis. Which would probably, like, really upset him. Well, maybe Dream Chris Evans shouldn't have fucking lost his shit in the middle of a catastrophe. Okay, but to be fair, I would lose
1: my shit. <laughs> so, Chris Evans, if you're listening, I'm with
0: you. We're sorry and we love you. Like, Those a lot. of the
1: better Okay. Um... Yeah, we just have this series of events that would only happen in this very extraterrestrial-feeling place. Yeah. And for the most part, I felt that this was really plausible. But with the storms and the daylight and the time the sun is out and the... The ice tunnels... All of that is something that I feel is plausible, and I would expect to hear about if this was a true story. Well, and the urgency of it, too. Yeah. Like you're not gonna fuck around. You're not just wandering and like You, you can't, can't wander. La, la, whatever you wanna do. Yeah,
0: you will freeze to death and you will die and regardless, regardless of your it. layers. If you stop, you're just dead. You're dead, yeah. That's just a thing. They it's kind of like the desert. There you know, well, here we check for heat exhaustion. There they were checking for frostbite yeah. and hypothermia, things like that. But the entire time and I texted you the entire time, this is a romance. What do I want? In my romances. I want sex. And it didn't fucking happen. We got kind of close a couple times
1: when they're, um, like, cuddling. And they're, like, sharing their sleeping bags and zipping it together. Yeah. yeah.
0: But also... He says at one point he doesn't want um, icicle dick. Which I think is fair. I... That was the only time I laughed so hard during this book. Because he says it... With, is, like, such seriousness that is Ford Cooper to say, yeah, I don't want icicle dick. And I'm just like, that's the best.
1: I also like the logistics. Like, i Everyone's been camping in some form, right? Uh-huh. A one-person sleeping bag literally fits just you. Yeah. So if you zip two of those together, that doesn't mean there's a ton more space. No. It just means you have to cuddle so that it covers both of you. So then, zipping together, they're very thick sleeping bags... I don't think means that you have enough room to
0: screw. No, it went. There's from, not enough room. It went from a, a twin bed to just under a full.
1: Which You're, is you, not enough space.
0: You can barely fit a single person in that. I just. I have a queen size bed, and I starfished. T- uh, first off, if I ever date anybody and we get into a serious like move in together relationship, I have to have a California king size bed because I'm just like middle of the bed. Fuck off. I would have taken up that whole sleeping bag situation. See, Four I two like to take office, up no.
1: the, the least amount of space possible, no matter what, pit, like what bed I'm in.
0: See, no. I don't care
1: what side I sleep on, but I curl up pretty small.
0: I used to do that when I was dating and married and lived with a partner.
1: Oh, I just love to curl up. But now
0: I'm like, now I'm like, give me all the room. So, ladies, if you're listening and you want to date me, just be fully aware that if we ever move in together, we have to have a larger bed because I take up a lot of space. Um, what else do we want to talk about? What else is left?
1: Well, we're kind of going into our
0: whole danger bank situation. Oh my God. Yeah. there. So after she falls into this ice crevice and loses pretty much everything, she, lo- she lost uh, her ski hole one of them, she lost one of her snowsho or one of her skis. she lost the entire sled with all their supplies on it mm-hmm. because Ford is carrying the one that has the ice course with the virus in it. Yes and he wants to leave it behind. She's like, no, that wouldn't make any sense because what's the point then? why are we they're doing this they're chasing us
1: for a reason
0: yeah so um that all crazy shit happens and they end up walking just kind of aimlessly they're not really paying attention she realizes at one point they're going up a mountain like they're going up for some reason <laughs> and then he realizes it and he looks around and he's like this is familiar and by some stroke of luck they run into a weird russian hut and, and it's like there might be supplies, there might be a generator, it might
1: work. Yeah. Which I also am concerned that these things aren't being maintained, regardless of who they belong to. If you put something there that's meant to be used,
0: you should maintain it in well, my head. Not only that, if you're no longer going to use it, why didn't it get cleaned out and decommissioned?
1: I don't know.
0: It doesn't it didn't make sense to me. But it's they It's very weird. They have to they go down to this hut, they clean it out. And um, the generator is working. There Somehow. is. There's food. There's gas. Yeah. There's food. Then I think. Oh, thank God. They're. I need to take Benjamin. a weird version of a shower. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine? You're just out there not being able to shower. I. I can't do that. I shower every day. Period. He's so sweaty,
1: but Ugh. also cold. No. There's no deodorant situation. Oh God. Anyways, they take a weird shower. And then,
0: yeah, and then the danger bang happens.
1: And not that they're in imminent danger at that exact moment, but that the situation in its entirety is dangerous. And it culminated that. That that. might not be what should be
0: on your mind. My question to you is with all of this. So we knew that Angel felt a lot for him, but she also realized on the way that he was an asshole. Right. Do you think that they only fell for each other because of the situation that they were in? See,
1: that's the problem I have with books like this. When you're thrown together with someone and you see them constantly, consistently, or you're bonded through a similar traumatic experience, yeah. that often gets mistaken for, like, a relationship, right? Yeah. And I think the only thing that kind of saves their story from that direction is that they're kind of into each other secretly before. Okay, okay. I think that kind of... That makes sense. M- makes it so it's not so, like, oh, we're the last two on Earth, and this might be the last time we could ever have sex,
0: kind of a thing. Okay.
1: Which is also a, a thought.
0: All right. Um. Next point, then, because I just realized our time. Yeah. This is going to be a long one. Um And that's okay. So... They make it to the station, they find out that's where the bad people are.
1: Yes. They Can you imagine being so tired and injured and you open the door and then the person that you don't want to see is, is fucking and, like beat
0: you there. <laughs> well, but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. While they're in this Russian hut eating dried soup and danger banging. Which she somehow makes delicious. I <sighs> whatever. That's in every story when there's a chef lady. Always. Food is their therapy their love language, which, fine. It, it's mine, too, but... Um, while they're out there, mm-hmm. Coop gets in contact with his brother, who is secret ops of some kind. He's retired. Yeah, well, Cooper was got ex-military friends that leader. are
1: retired. Yeah.
0: He has a lot so of favors. He gets in touch with him and tells him what's going on, and says, come help us, essentially. This is where we're going to be. They get to Volkov Station these people make it just in time. Mm-hmm. Banana's pants shit happens. They break free the people who were wintering over. They, first off, they well, kidnap the doctor. They kidnap the doctor, Tenny. Um, but also, they have that fight in the ice crevice field with um, Samson and the goons, and they kill all of them. She kills them under an axe. Well, yeah. Which is terrifying. We've thrown axes. The idea of killing someone with one of those things? No, thank you. I want to throw it at a target, and that's it. Yeah, just... But, like, self-preservation... Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, fair. So, that, like, all happens really quickly. That's why we're kind of just skimming over the fact that they killed people. It was a very quick series of events. It was a very quick series of events. There was a fight out. They get off of Antarctica. They think things are going to be okay, but they have to stop because now the military knows that these two are involved with what happened. But it's flipped because of Catherine Harper's connections in the
1: government... They're like, why are these special ops people doing something? They're going against the government, you know, detain them on site when they land. And they're supposed to land in, like, California. Yeah. So
0: they stop in South America yep. and fake their own deaths. Well, not not just fake their own deaths. It's because they both obviously need severe medical attention. Yeah. Cooper's been shot at some point. Yeah. He's dying. Um, they barely make it. She has to drag him to Volkov Station from the ice fields, if I remember correctly. Um, so, they're surviving and everything seems okay. They're getting ready to leave the hospital in South America. When the hospital explodes...
1: No, the alarm went off and they're evacuating them.
0: Yeah, because the hospital was exploding.
1: Yeah, because they made it
0: explode. Yeah. So, that's where they fake their own deaths. They make it to the U.S. Now we're going to talk about the weird ocean
1: headquarters? Yeah, so they opt to... They have choices, right? They can stay together, Mm -hmm. or they can be separate, and it doesn't matter, depending on what they want to do. And Cooper keeps insisting he wants to go back on the ice. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. And they've already been through the whole revelation of them loving each other, but now they're kind of questioning Mm -hmm. their love and whether or not it's real. And then... So they have new identities, and they have new jobs. And then his brother, Eric... Is like, well, I'm starting, I'm going to start this company and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Not just this, but a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. And so we'll be sending people back to the ice eventually. But what they do is they take this like, I don't even know, like
0: it's sea like a, station? A, what De- do you call it's it? It's like a decommissioned oil rig or some kind. Yeah. I, it, it was very evil henchmen. And but was, they're not the evil ones, which is so confusing. It, it was like evil henchmen meets secret superhero base. It was very weird. It was very weird. So they have this thing... And then they wrote. They Hoop realizes you know Eric is talking to Ford about his feelings, and they have this conversation. And then he realizes he really does love Angel, and so he goes to find her and he brings her back. And she's like, "I'll be the cook. Things are going to be fantastic." Blah blah. blah. And then blah. she wants to like start something like her own company. She the nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. She wants to do all of that stuff, and then she actually works as a volunteer for a place. And yeah. Crazy shit happens. Let's go in to the stupid ending. Okay, so the ending was really upsetting. She was doing her nonprofit thing.
1: Which is going really well. And they've sent part of the crew, both from the original research station and from the special ops, right? Mm-hmm. Special forces, whatever. And so they send them back to the Volkov station because yep. it's being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. However, it's being funded by the conspiracy government of the United States. Yes. And so they're supposed to get to the bottom of this because there's still a whole lot of issues with the virus and whatever, right? Yeah. So they get there and they're doing their work and they're getting attacked. Is the end of the book? And then someone comes on the line and tells them, like on the phone,
0: specific. uh, We kill your friends or whatever kind of thing,
1: like. Nice try. We knew there were rats here. And then they'd shoot the woman who was the pilot. The badass that I actually liked. If there was a spinoff, I would want her story. Right? I know she will die in the end. Well, I guess in the end of it, whatever. But she was one of the most interesting people.
0: One of the only interesting We saw, interesting like, almost
1: none of her. Yeah. But she was one of the most interesting people. And then they just shoot her. I'm like she's special forces and a pilot, and she wasn't prepared. Like, what's happening? And then the book just ended. Yep, it, it was, was just over. hugely, hugely disappointing as an ending. There's not a real HEA. No, there's a semblance of one. Like we can say acceptably, it fits our, our criteria. It's a happily, it's a happy
0: for now. Yeah, which they're technically not even happy because now they just found out one of their friends is dead.
1: Well, all of them,
0: it, it's right? Just,
1: like it's just. It's, All the people that got sent back there are, like,
0: kidnapped or murdered. Yeah. And so, the ending was disappointing. Um, and then I have a question for you. Because this is billed as a romantic suspense. Right. In your own words, what do you... What is the difference between a suspense and a thriller? Where's the line draw? Is there a line? Is there such a thing mm-hmm. as a romantic thriller?
1: I think suspense is like more mystery and like impending tragedy. Okay. Whereas a thriller is like
0: keep you on the edge action of your seat. version of it. Okay. Okay. So
1: I would say that this was more of a thriller than a suspense. Okay. Because while there are mysterious aspects to this, it was non stop plot twist after plot twist
0: after it was more thrilling. Trinity. Yeah, it was more thrilling than it was suspenseful.
1: And it is more thrilling than it was romance. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Like, even in other. Like, I think part of the problem is what makes a romance novel romance novel is the romance, not the sex. Mm-hmm. And this didn't have a whole lot of romance. It had some sex. Yeah. But it barely had enough for that to even register. There
0: was no wooing. There was no, um. It know, was like. Might as well. Well, and I think the issue is, too, that we read so much, um, contemporary romance. We re- we've read several historical romances. And in those romances, there is a lot of the romantic aspect. Uh-huh. And in this one, the romantic aspect was secondary to the actual plot point.
1: Which I would, I would think would disqualify from being a romance novel. Like, if I were the one to separate books into categories and genres... Yeah. It wouldn't, for me, be on my radar. No. Because it's more of a thriller that... Uh, that said, great research, good writing, yeah, but not, to me, a romance, and not because it doesn't have the classic H.E.A. that I look for, mm-hmm. but because the romance aspect of it is so minimal yeah, that it was like you weren't
0: reading a romance. Yeah. So, with that being said, yeah. and the fact that we've been recording for nearly an hour now, Woo. on a scale of one to five, yes. what is your rating?
1: I'm going to go with a two. okay. I, while I appreciate, like I just said, the writing and the research that went into it and the overall major plot points of the storyline, it just, it wasn't enough for me. I'm the hopeless romantic and being left on a cliffhanger where we don't know that they'll stay together, that they'll be okay, that they've worked through all their problems, that they, you know, haven't really admitted, in my opinion, enough of the whole I had a crush on you kind of bullshit. It's just not what I'm looking for. But if you're looking for something that's exciting to read and that's kind of conspiracy theory centric without it being actual current theories, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a
0: shot. Yeah, just not for me. Um, I like a good suspense, a good thriller, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, I gave it a two point five. Okay. Solely because I did like the thrillery, suspenseful act like action type okay. stuff. Um, I like a good book that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat and you're going, oh shit, they're all going to die. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I like that there was kind of a countdown of we have this many days, this many miles, this much food. Which
1: adds to the the suspense
0: version of this. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, And I loved how much research was done.
1: Because there was a lot of research done to cover this. I always give so much kudos to people who do the research. Because it would be so easy to just... But some very vague bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So and, yeah.
0: kudos to Adriana Anders for that research alone. Um that, that was some heavy stuff, so thank you for that. But for me, it just didn't give me everything that I wanted. It doesn't
1: check on the boxes.
0: No, no. Um, you know, it was good for what it was. Um, yeah. but it just didn't feel right to me. I would just
1: I wouldn't expect this to be on a romance shelf.
0: No. You and know what I mean? That's where it's at. And it feels like it should be over with the mystery thrillers.
1: And that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know I used to like Stephanie Plum. I don't... Know. That's not, to me... That's not a romance. Mm-hmm. It has romance aspects and,
0: yep. like, love triangles and stuff. But that's mystery. That's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what this feels that's like. That's the same
1: thing. It shouldn't be in the romance section. Yeah.
0: That's like, you know, and that's fair, because we do get people that sometimes say that Janet Ivanovich does write romance, and that's not the case.
1: She has some romance, but it's not as good as her mystery and suspense.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So, that was, um, that was Whiteout by Adriana Anders, um...
1: Give it a try if you're looking for something different.
0: Yeah, it is definitely different. If you're looking for something that we usually rate highly, don't give it a try. No, um don't do that. But, (laughs) um, we are going to tell you that the next book that we're going to be discussing, um, is actually a really fun one that we, I really loved myself. Um, it was blurbed by my favorite authors, which is really cool. And it is well met by Jen DeLuca. Yep. Um, it's, it was super fun. It was super cute. Um, I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, so join us next time as we discuss well met by Jen DeLuca. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Yeah. And remember, Bad bitches, read romance. Bye!